Peace, 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 family. We're back with it again, once again, the DOA TBN podcast. And it's your host, Fonzie Neutron, a.k.a. Alfonso Frax Great. This week, we're joined with two special guests, um, no strangers to the DOA TBN podcast, no strangers to um, the broadcast that, that we're putting forward. One of them goes by the name Dino Spumoni, and we also have Brandon Smith from the Hood Therapy podcast. Now, um... I want to say peace to Anchor FM for definitely keeping us powered each and every episode, you know, getting our podcast on Spotify and Apple and all those other groovy sites. So without much further ado, we're going to be exploring a few topics today. So what's good, fam? What's good, guys, I should say, respectively? Yeah, um, yeah I'm yeah. good too, bro. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I was just thinking this is actually the first time we've initiated one of these freeways as such. So we're probably going to need some kind of system so we don't be all talking at the same time at certain points. <laughs> yeah. You know, so well, I think, Dean, last time you said something which is about, like, um, kind of, like, raise, like raising your hand, that's, you know, if you go say something, then um, prior yeah, to say that. We're in a situation where we start talking over each other and kind of, you know, we want it to flow nicely, you know, so. Yeah, no, definitely. And that's the thing why I'm glad to have these both on here because we always have different conversations respectively that um, flow quite well. Um, we're able to explore different bits of information, but the dope thing is, especially us coming from different parts of the globe, but still being connected and still being able to um, explore issues that affect all of us in the diaspora, but people just around the world in general. So, um, on this one, we're going to be exploring one of the things that, especially in the black community, you know, we often hear of, um, you know, lack of support within families, lack of support within communities when it comes to people endeavoring towards business and stuff. Um, so this kind of led me towards where we're going with this episode. We're going to be exploring just the falsities, I guess, sometimes about the relationships that we have, whether it be family, whether it be friends. Can those relationships sometimes be um, a deterrence to us getting to where we need to be? Does it stop us from maximizing our full potential sometimes or um, can it be an embellishment for that? So um, first off, I'm going to probably um, fire off with Dean, man, and um, see if you kind of got any thoughts on this topic. And, and, and see yeah, well, what, what, what I think is um, everyone has a vision for what we want our lives to be and where we want to go in both our career and just in general. Um, but other people have a different... So other people who are close to us, like our parents or friends and family or whatever, they have their own vision of what they want us to be. And that's why there's often a conflict, you know. So, for example, you know, there might be a guy who he wants to go into acting, for example, right? But his parents want him to go into accounting or be a doctor or that kind of thing. And he's adamant that that's where he wants his life to go because that's, that's what he feels his calling is. But his parents might think, oh, no, we don't want to do that. Acting is not, it's not a safe job. It's, you know, you, you're going to have to spend a lot of time out of work. And, it, you know what I mean? So what the, what the conflict causes have to happen is the, the parents or whoever will try to guide that person down a path that they don't really want to go down. And when that happens, you know, the person often gives in to their parents' desires and they don't live the life they want to live, essentially. You know, for example, you speak to older people, right, in their 70s, right? And they often say the biggest regret they've got from their life is that they didn't live the life they wanted to live. They lived the life that other people wanted them to live. And they did what other people wanted them to do. 
and it's a massive regret for them because you can't turn back the clock once you're in your 70s and you're about to you know move on to the next life or whatever it's too late so what i say to everyone is live the life you want to live do what you want to do don't let any outside influences change you from what is your calling we all have a calling from god right we all do we all have something we're good at we all have a gift and essentially what a gift is it's something you're good at with minimum effort right like you with your music right it's, it's something that that you're able to do well without having to try that hard that's what your calling is and we all have that and people have to be strong enough to ignore outside influences that are telling them to do this do that because not what they want to do and this is what causes a lot of conflict with the people that i know i know a lot of people that i've got a friend in london who's got his own business really successful guy he's doing really well but his parents want him to follow their footsteps and go into the medical field you see what i mean no and even though he's doing well and he's and they can see that he's doing well he's got the house the car all the other things that, that allude that he's doing well it still causes conflict because he's not living the life they want to live and it's i think that's unfair because it's like almost like they're living through him or trying to live through him you know okay so you know i think you made some solid points um even to touch on that i want to fire it over to you brandon but to touch on that i want to slightly fire it with a question you can um obviously disseminate any points that kind of stand out within that but how important then do you think it is for people to be living to to please their parents then um, do you think it's an obligation that we have because even if we talk about um like i know dean mentioned a bit about scripture and stuff like that and then in some scriptures some say um you know, honor your parents, honor thy, thy mother and thy father, and you know, your days on, on the earth shall be long and things of this nature. And sometimes in our communities and families, people take that and flip it as in, you must do whatever your parents say, or you must uh, follow whatever they tell you to do. So how important do you feel it is, you know, just in terms of, um, the, you know, the fellowship and, and, you know, or even pleasing your parents and stuff? You're right. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, so um, bro, honestly, honestly though, I think, I think it is power in pleasing your parents, and I think it is power in you know doing what is, you know what people see fit for you, but also like Dean said, there's no real fulfillment in that. So you see a lot of people who jump into that, and you know they do it for years and years and years, you know, and they never really satisfy. Even when it comes to the money, you can have somebody be a billionaire but still not be satisfied the way that they got the money. And I think a lot of times when it comes to especially family and friends, it's a lack of understanding, you know, because a lot of the times people, especially when it comes to like, for instance, you doing music or for instance, me going into entrepreneurship, it's something that our family don't really understand. It's something that they never really got into. So a lot of times, you know, um, you know, they say opinion is, opinion is something that's chosen among the majority because it takes no intuition, it takes no knowledge, you know, and it really takes no effort. So I think a lot of people did not understand us and what we're doing for the full potential is really just, they really just like uh, Dean was saying, it's, it's the disconnect. But I think also us really understanding ourselves and understanding our passion is what's really going to keep us growing because you think about it, your success is determined by people who you don't even know. You know, like the 20, 50, 100 people in your family is nothing compared to even the 334 million people in America. So you know, it's all about how, I think it's all about how we think about the situation. But at the end of the day, I feel like, you know, the us just being told no so much is kind of the motivation that's going to keep us going. 
you know, because that one yes is going to be better than those, all of the no's that we received. Yeah, no, I think that's spot on. And you made some great points because I think sometimes, um, especially those that do endeavor to do different, it's an excellent point that a lot of times people in our families may not have the, the complete understanding of the complexities of A, what it takes, and B, just the dynamics of it because it's not something that they've probably um, embarked upon themselves. Um, especially when we take conditioning and stuff like that and, um, you know, we look at just the literacy levels of people in terms of financial literacy and stuff as well. And, you know, we know we're definitely at a low in a lot of those aspects. So um, when it comes to, I guess, those of us who are trying to maximize and reach our full potential and may have that potential, you're definitely in a smaller percentile within um, your group of people. Now, what I'd say is sometimes it can be difficult because you just made a great point where you said, you know, even the hundred and odd something people that might be in your family and nothing compared to the, you know, the thousands and millions of people that are around the world and stuff. So you don't necessarily need to be deflated or defeated, but sometimes us as a people, especially when we're, we're accustomed to, um, as you said, a lot of no's, we're accustomed to um, sometimes harsh treatment and realities. Those things can um, also kill a lot of people's dreams from where they want to get, you know, um, because they don't right. see that sort of support from a home base or a home level. Um, I don't particularly feel like what you guys were saying. It, it's there's definitely sometimes they can be power and pleasing, I guess, the parents, depending upon, you know, the, the family dynamic. Like, for instance, I was dating somebody before who, you know, their family, they had an accounting business and, um, you know, they could sort of levy that business as leverage somewhat for them to work. And, you know, there's, they can be a part of the company as a guaranteed job. There's, you know, there's certain um, dainties and things there, but the person themselves, they probably wanted to live a different life. They wanted to probably go into a medical or more charitable route or something, for instance. But it's sometimes people are limited, or I guess inhibited by trying to please their parents and not everybody's going to be that bold to really step out of it because ultimately everybody's kind of made in the image of their families and their parents and stuff, which is even part of our own conditioning. You know, um, in terms of friends, I wanna, I wanna fire this out to you guys because some say, okay, well, you know, we're looking at family, we're looking at the friend and relationship dynamics. Um, how important is it having the right sort of people around you or, you know? Yeah, go ahead, Dick. Very important. Um, this is, you know, they say like, <clears throat> I watch a lot of motivational videos and they say you become like the five people you surround yourself with, right? You start to naturally gain their personality traits. For example, if you hang around with five broke people, you'll be the sixth, right? So for example, the friends you hang out with, the five people that you spend your most time with are very, very important. So what I'd say to that is everyone should try and surround themselves with people who are on the same wavelength as them you're on the same mission as them. Not necessarily trying to do the same career as them, but she's got the same drive as them, trying to make success in their career. That's extremely important, having those people around you. Not just for support, but just, they can spur you on. If you see some of your friends doing really well in whatever they're doing, and you can see they're so motivated to improve their situation, it motivates you as well. I've been there myself, you know, when I was working before, and some of the friends I had was buying houses. Another friend was buying a house and I was looking to save to buy a house. It kind of spurred me on to do the same thing because I was looking for something I was looking to do anyway. So it's very important 
the friends you have, the people you surround yourself with. Um, that's, I mean, Gary V, Gary Vaynerchuk, he talks about this a lot. I watch a lot of his uh, podcasts and he does a lot of videos on LinkedIn. And that's one of the things he quite often talks about. So the friends you surround yourself with, you, we should be very selective because the truth is a lot of friends will try and sabotage your dreams. For example, you have a certain vision. So, so for example, you could, you could have friends who you're in the same position as to start with, right? When you start to elevate yourself and go higher and they can see that you're starting to go higher, jealousy can start to kick in. And what they'll do is they'll start to actually start to sabotage you and say things like, oh, I don't think that's the right thing for you to do. I don't think you should do that career. Not because they don't think it's the right thing for you to do, but they know it's going to take you to a higher plane. You're going to leave them behind. Again, it's, I've been in that situation before. So, yeah, the friends you have is very important. Yeah, no, um, with that being said, I wanted to say, um, because you do make some good points, but quickly I wanted to interject to say at the same time, you know, when we take that then and we say, especially a lot of black families um, who have been, not forcibly, but even just in terms of nurtured or grown together. So a lot of them, their immediate group of people that they probably know and hang out with or their first sets of friends, sometimes their cousins, their relatives, their, you know, so they ain't sometimes they ain't necessarily got a choice on the, the most five people that they're around, <laughs> you know what I mean? So um, that's another thing I think sometimes to be mindful of because oftentimes people are raised in certain ways and environments where you can be around people by default and those are the same people that you're around and you're picking up those things, as you said. But um, that can then still lead to a lot of that same jealousy and that bitterness and stuff you spoke about because, as you said, you know, people are coming from the same level. We see this a lot in families, especially in a lot of black families or even whether it's families, even communities, you know, um, Look at a lot of rappers like, um, you know, Pop Smoke, rest in peace recently, you know, and you know, some brothers that did that at the end of the day. So they say even the black man's more likely to be, um, you know, killed by one of his own people in his community for, you know, just rising up and, and doing well in certain things. So um, getting behind some of the mindset of that, where, where do we think this sort of psyche stems from? I want to fire this over to Brandon because, um, especially being out there in the States, a lot of the stuff that even people have adopted out here in the UK as a mentality and um, as a way of living has already been played out, out there, for instance, and, you know, earlier on. So even in terms of a lot of the stuff we see now, yeah, it affects us all globally, like as we see even with the pandemic and stuff, but how do you, where do you think this mentality kind of comes from or how has it sort of formed this, um, because like Dean was saying, you could be around somebody and, and they say they want to buy a house and you could take that and be like, you know what, that's going to motivate me to buy a house, but you could be around somebody in the hood and they say they want to buy a house and then everybody looking at them like, yeah, I want to kill or rob that nigga. So uh, what do you think that kind of, how that mindset kind of formed? Uh, all right, so first I want to go back to the, the, the discussion that y'all was just talking about and um, the point that Dean had made, where he was just saying that you want to have people around you who are, um, who had the same mission as you, the same, uh, you know, like the same passion, that type of stuff. I did, I agree to an extent. So you think about, I think about it like this. Just, just think about this. You have, so it's like you have people around you who are doing the same exact thing, who had the same mission. And I think a lot of times when we had these people around us, it showed us a glass ceiling, you know, because it's like we're on the same level, we're doing the same thing. It's kind of like we can't elevate over each other. 
So I think it's really important to really have a balance because you think about it, we always, no matter what position we're in, it's always going to be people higher than us, it's always going to be people lower than us. So I think it's important for us to have people who are doing better than us, you know, to motivate us and be like, you know, I got here, you know, I'm not, not necessarily, you know, envy them and say, you know, I'm at a higher level than you or nothing like that, but just to kind of put you on to the, to the, to the steps and everything because I think, like I said, it's very important. It is it's very important to watch who you surround yourself with. But I think also it's kind of just like I say, having that balance. People doing better, but also have people who might be doing a little worse. Maybe not the people who are envying you. Maybe not the people who are, you know, um, trying to hate on you. But the people who want to do better, the people who want to learn from you, the people who want to see what you're doing. And I think um, it's important to have, like I say, a balance of these type of people because I think in, in general life is really about balance. And we having people that's doing the same stuff as us is really not going to motivate us as much as if we were seeing, you know, where we came from or where we wanted to be, you know. And that's that's where we look for those people to find. Secondly, um, where do these things come from? Um, I would say, I would say that probably the crab in a bucket mentality. You know, just seeing somebody. Maybe I'm not going to say it's not enough resources, but seeing all of the resources hoarded around one person. You know, and like you say, you see somebody, maybe somebody um, in the hood or somebody in like like a situation where they about to buy a new car, they about to buy a new house. A lot of times, when people can't do that, it'll bring up some type of jealousy. And maybe like a lot, a lot of times, it's subconscious jealousy. If people don't know why they're jealous, or they don't know, you know, uh, you know why they feel this way. But I think it's more so in people really wanting to elevate, but not knowing how to. You know, and seeing somebody who is elevating, seeing somebody who is doing better, you, it's kind of like I want to just take what they have uh, as opposed to, you know, learning from them and seeing what they could really teach me. Oh, I, I can dig that. Do you think that maybe, you know, that's an excellent point. And when you said in terms of learning from what they can teach, do you think maybe sometimes there's not enough teaching where some of this um, knowledge and information is being passed down? Because as we see in a lot of other communities, whether somebody directly deals with the information itself or is an expert in it, there's a system where it's even passed between them and things are shared. But sometimes with our people, let's say somebody go get qualified or something, for instance, they keep that information to themselves. They won't really send it into a way that it could be used for others within their community to benefit and learn from. It's more like, well, you know, I got this. I'm going to make my money from, you know, the, the information I got and stuff. Um, I think a lot of times it really comes down to when people have, when people, um, it, I, I really think it's a disconnect between our people. And I think it's more so like a, like a, like a mental disconnect to the point where it's like, it's even weird for us to talk to each other sometimes, you know, for you to just walk up to somebody and speak to them. So I think um, part of that disconnect comes from, like I say, just, just, just losing, losing focus of each other, losing the love for each other, losing, you know, the compassion for one another. And I think a lot of times, you know, especially in this American society, we think about it as, you know, how can I benefit? How can I get my people to benefit as opposed to, you know, how can I, you know, change the whole thing? And I think a lot of people get caught up in not feeling like they had a power to change the whole structure. So they just worry about them, you know, like they limit themselves to just them. And I think it's, it's, it's way bigger than just us. You know, like even when it comes to just a podcast and speaking this word, it's way bigger than just us. You know, I think people get caught up in, you know, just wanting to, see how they can be better, how they can be above somebody else. It's kind of like the slave mentality where it's like my master's house is better than yours. But it's like we both slaves, you know? <laughs> yep. Yeah, no, that's real. I mean, Dean, um, you got any, any points on that? Yeah, I just want to say one thing I was saying earlier. When I was saying about people like on the same mission, I don't mean like necessarily doing the same career as you or the same, you know, 
industry as you. I just mean people who are as driven and motivated as you. That's what I was meaning by that. Um, I, I think it's good to have friends who are doing different things. One of your friends is doing music. Someone else is doing, in, you know, an entrepreneur. Someone else is an architect. Someone else is in the medical field. I think that's good. That's what I was meaning by that. I mean, people who are as motivated and hungry for success as, as you are, rather than yeah, no. the same industry. I think we got yeah. we we got that. I think where Brandon was more going with it is um having a mix of not just people who are that motivated, but even sometimes because as I said, you can be the one to motivate somebody else. So it could be somebody. Oh, it, it could be having somebody around you who maybe they're not firing from that cylinder, but they really want to learn. Maybe they're not the um the absolute deadbeat who isn't trying to do anything, but they could still not be um at that level, but they still need you know, that kind of mix as well. And, and, and sometimes they have a lot of value to, that they can offer as well from a different level. It's like, especially when you think about even like young people and stuff, there's, um, mm. it's, it's like a catch-22 or, or a two-sided coin because on one aspect, there's so much they don't know because they're still sort of new to the world of how things are. But in another aspect, there's a lot that they know just like that, <laughs> you know, so... Um, so you got to have the mix because you can listen and learn a lot from them. But if you're just going to be ignorant and look at it like, you know, everything just because you're of a certain age or you've got a certain amount of experience, it, it's not as cut and dry as that, you know. Yeah, true. Yeah, true. It's, it's, it's definitely not. So um, kind of moving on swiftly, you know, we want to sort of explore same thing. We're sticking with the dynamics of um how, you know, the bearings that, the family and the friends that we have around us have an impact on, you know, just the successes that we're having. So um, let's slightly, you know, let's take away the family and friend aspect slightly, and we're still sticking with the notion of just success. So building upon that, you know, because we hear, we hear a lot of people nowadays talk about success and, and you know, what is success? How do we define it? Everybody has different, different definitions of how they may define their own personal success. You know, some say success is the accomplishment of the necessary. So, you know, that could just, whatever that is for you in your life or your situation, it's doing what's actually necessary and accomplishing that. Because if you don't, then you're not successful. And um, which kind of levies to the point of where we were slightly before, just in terms of distractions, because sometimes those distractions can be in the form of family and friends and stuff and, um, you know, kind of knock you off balance. But sticking with the context of success then and sort of finding that success in 2020, you know, how does one, you know, what steps or what direction does one take at approaching to, to truly maximize their potential out here and be successful? We know, okay, you know, it's limiting yourself on procrastinating. It's limiting yourself on being around certain people who, if they aren't necessarily as advanced or like Dean was saying, as um, progressive as you, especially in that field, because everything's, um, there's a time and a place for everything. So there's a time and a place where, you know, you and your business mind and you're firing up and you, you want to be um, spending that around the right people and stuff. So, um, you know, 2020 going forward, you know, tools, steps, techniques, principles, we're looking at, you know, how to truly, you know, maximize and master your potential. Um, you know, I'm gonna fight this one to be. Yeah, so basically, it all starts with the mind. You have to decide in your mind what it is you want to do. That's the first thing. And then the second step is decide how you're gonna get there, right? So first thing you've got to decide what it is you want to do, what it is you want to be, and then how you're gonna get there. That's the first thing to do uh, in terms of fulfilling your purpose and maximizing your potential, okay? Uh, after that, 
you've then got to think outside the box. I always use this as an example, right? It doesn't matter how crazy it sounds to other people, as long as it makes sense to you, right? For example, you know, the Wright brothers invented airplanes, right? Now, the whole concept of a metal object flying through the air, right, to other countries, to most people in 1906 or whenever the planes were invented, wouldn't make sense, would it? It wouldn't make sense, the concept of planes. But the Wright brothers had a vision. And that's what you've got to do sometimes. You Sometimes you've got to have a vision in your mind of something that might not make sense to anybody else, but it makes sense to you. And if you think about it logically, right, as human beings, we've advanced incredibly over the years. And one of the reasons why we've advanced incredibly over the years is because some people have thought outside the box. If everyone played it safe, wouldn't have airplanes, wouldn't have cars, wouldn't have the internet, wouldn't have the phones that we're on now, the smartphones. So in my opinion, you've got to just do what you think is right for your life, okay? And you've got to make the sacrifices, okay? If you want to make it big, you've got to put in the hours, extreme hours. There's 24 hours in a day. We all get the same hours. We have the same amount of hours as Bill Gates, you know, but it's how you use them. So you've got to be smart with your time. Time is the most important thing. You can never get time back. So to maximize your potential in 2020 and beyond, you've got to A, decide what it is you want to do. B, how you're going to get there. C, think outside the box. Don't worry what other people might think. Other people might laugh at your dreams. They might think, what's he on about? He's never going to achieve that. Ignore that negative noise and just go for it. It might not make sense to anyone else, but it'll make sense to you. So that's what you've got to do to maximize your potential in 2020, I think, and moving forward. Uh, okay. So we're looking at mentalism, using the, you know, using the mind, especially um, techniques of planning and stuff, having a, mm. a firm objective and stuff that you're passionate about. This sort of lends me to a bit of conversation. We was having Brandon now because I want to sort of find this to you, but before that, I want to just throw a little curveball in there because we were speaking about um, just the context of sometimes I guess balancing or juggling then a lot of these things because like you just mentioned Dean, you know in 2020 there's a lot of entrepreneurs so you know it's a it's a hustler's market it's an independent market so people have you know a variety of creative outlets and endeavors sometimes so uh, firing this over to you Brandon that you know just in terms of maximizing our potential and now um but also being I guess multifaceted sometimes as a creative how can we find that balance within that sometimes and um or difficult is that people might come across with them man that's a good question honestly um i would i would really say as far as as far as finding balance so for me um so i try to for me i was actually just going to we were just talking about this and i was actually saying um for me like i feel like a good balance especially when going as far as you know um life path and stuff it's really having something that keeps you creative with something that you can expand off of. And I think it's, that's also what Dean was saying, finding something that you're passionate about. And um, I think for a lot of people, like as far as entrepreneurship, we, we get stuck in the money game, you know, where it's like we get into it because we want to, you know, increase our, our, our potential or our profits or whatever, whatever. But I think a lot of times uh, a person that's a millionaire, you could be a millionaire from helping a million people. You could be a millionaire from living in a million dollar house. You know, so it's like, I think a lot of times when it comes to success, 
I think it really just depends on the person, you know, and I think a lot of times what's meant for us is going to come to us regardless. So it's like our potential, our passion, our creativity, that's all going to, um, whether it's meant to elevate or whether it's meant to just slow down sometimes, it's all in the process. So I think really important to, as far as, as far as really getting into our passions, you know, and, um, and, and maximizing our potential, I think it's really important to really just be patient, you know, be patient, but also be consistent in what you're doing, you know, be, be, be very, very, very consistent in what you're doing and also be consistent or persistent in the people that you're around, you know, so it's like hanging around the people that's uplifting you, hanging around the people who, you know, have the best, your, your best interest at heart, you know, and that type of thing. I think it's, it's kind of, it's not necessarily just a mental thing, I think it's all, this is like a, it's a physically thing where you physically hang out with, you know, where your emotions are at the time, where you spiritually at. So I think it's all, it's all like a balance, you know, and I think we can't really perform at our peak until we, you know, great in all of those boxes. I, I think that's a really excellent point, man. And um, especially where you, um, you, you give the example of it, not just being a mental thing or a physical thing, even spiritual and, and you know, encompassing all aspects because, you know, even from my own personal experiences, I'd have been in situations and circumstances in the past where I'd have been around certain individuals, for instance, and, you know, just just mentioning certain positive things or things that I'm looking to do or things that I'm excited about and the, the, the negative energy or disposition that you get or even feel from them can be quite demonic or devilish sometimes because, um, you know, the devil a wicked man, you know, the devil, um, you know, we talk about jealousy and envy and stuff like that. And I think sometimes that's one thing that people underestimate sometimes is, is the wickedness that you can see from people, especially when it comes to um, being jealous and envious. You know, we talk this in the scripture in the story with Cain and Abel and stuff like that, you know, which is an axiom and shows you the same thing. A brother kill a brother. You know, we can go even towards birthrights and stuff like that, but I ain't gonna get too heavy because people are getting taken off networks and all sorts of stuff. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but with that being said, man, um, you know, it, 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 you know, you're right with just this, the whole spiritual aspect because sometimes I think we have an oversight or an undersight. Sometimes I should say of of identifying that part to the things that we see because. Um, you know, jealousy is definitely a bad thing. And it's one thing that I think definitely plagues a lot of us in our community where I'm not sure if it was you or Dean that was saying earlier, it was similarly the same thing where you sort of get that crab in the bucket mentality a lot of times where that, that frustration and, and sometimes it's a misunderstanding. Um, you know, I remember being young and dealing with frustration at certain periods growing up in the streets and, um, seeing certain people doing certain things and you know you're feeling some type of way but you got to process that yourself and the understanding of what it is you know because sometimes you'd be like oh shit, i'm not a jealous person but why am i feeling like that it could be a frustration of you not maybe achieving what, what you're there to do but you don't know how to process that properly and, and and that can end up spilling out as hate for the next man sometimes you know if you don't really know how to go um, balance your stuff out so um it's kind of crazy. I just want to say that was a good point. Um, which, which, which sort of stems because this is the thing with this thing. It's like a two-sided coin because in one aspect, you can't really be, um, you know, in a state of solitude because even to, to do certain advancements within business or within life, you're going to need others. It's, you know, relationships are very important, whether it's business, whether it's networking, whether it's, um, you know, companies, organizations, and you're always going to be in, in, in a situation where you're going to be needing to relate with others, but 
I think the most important thing within it is understanding and relating with yourself first. So even within your own frustrations and disposition, you have that understanding of, so you can then move forward a bit better when you're dealing with and approaching people and stuff like that as well. Um, I wanted to throw that sort of point in there. Um, so we're looking at, you know, we're still going to stay on the point of maximizing yourself in 2020. Um, you know, leveraging the power of the internet, leveraging the power of um, networking, technology, even what we're doing now, having this call on Zoom and stuff like that. Um, what advantages would you guys say, and you can bounce this between is that we see more so nowadays in this time that we that make it more beneficial for things to happen that wasn't around before. Like, you know, what even if you feel as though, you know, in these times, there's things that, you know, you can reach people at a click of a button or there's, you know, what examples do you think personally in these times that you say are effective to help drive things forward? For the entrepreneur or the individual? Yeah, I think the internet, I mean, it's an obvious thing to say, but the internet, you can become a millionaire from your bedroom. Literally, you can just, as long as you have a phone or a laptop, uh, you can connect with anyone around the world. You can make money. I mean, you see it on YouTube all the time. You've got these teenage kids and they've, they're making hundreds and thousands, even millions just from their bedroom. Do you, you believe know, they really TV. are though? Or do you think they, they, they are after they release those videos when people start sending them money? <laughs> um, I think a few of them are. A bit of both. No, I think a few, a few of them, maybe not all of them, but a few of them are. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I, I, the Go on. Yeah, no, I was going to say, I do believe some of them are too, definitely. Yeah, the internet, you know, invented, what, 25 years ago. It was a game changer. It's changed the world forever, and the world will never be the same again. Um, and I just think that, you know, we're able to just connect with, I mean, if you really wanted to, you could DM Gary Venature, um on, on, on LinkedIn and, and get his, you know, pick his brains on how he's managed to, you know, achieve what he has in his, in his career as an entrepreneur, someone who dropped out of high school, that kind of thing. So, uh, you know, obviously the internet's the main thing. Uh, but I, I also think that um, it's that kind of, we live in a, such a consumerist society. Um, I think as, in, you know, now more than ever. And that's what drives people on to want to achieve such big things in their career, you know. Everyone wants the latest this, the latest that, you know. And I think that's one of the key reasons why so many people are going down the entrepreneurial route. I don't think it's just about, you know, necessarily what they want to do some of them is it's it's also about you know they want to kind of maximize the ability to just be able to live that jet setting lifestyle that they want and that's so prevalent on social media now you know you go on social media now and you know the average joe who, who's your next door neighbor they make their life look like they're a millionaire <laughs> and, and people yeah. are like i want a piece of that as well how, how can i get that you know what i mean so that that's that's what's changed in society now as opposed to say our you know, our old generations 30, 40, 50 years ago. And you think that can make us a bit more advantageous, which I see because um, definitely the power of the internet has been such a shifter, you know, um, over the recent years. Um, Brandon, what, what, any, any thoughts to that? Or just from your well, aspect? I would say, no, I would say the internet, I think the internet is beneficial. Um, it could be beneficial for a lot of reasons. Um, I think it's easier to really connect with people, but it's harder to really interact with them on an everyday level, you know, as far as, you know, knowing your neighbor and, you know, knowing, you know, friends and that type of stuff. 
a lot of times, you know, when it, even when it comes to like relationships and stuff, I think it kind of, it kind of threw off a lot of things. And I really want to get too deep into it, but I think it threw off a lot of the balances as far as the community. Um, but really, I think, I think the internet, like I said, I think it can be beneficial, but I think with everything just being a Google search away, it's like the, the, everything is like all the knowledge, all the resources is here. But it's, I feel like since it's all here, it's not really, uh, as far as the majority, it's not really a push for anybody to really get it. You know, because people feel like it's already there, I already got it, so why do I have to, you know, jump into it? And I think that's why a lot of people, as far as like uh, Daniel said, we live in a very consumer society, and people get so comfortable with the internet, they just use it for, you know, the reasons that they feel is adequate, which may not be the best. Nah, oh, you make a good point. I mean, with that being said, we're going to take a quick break right now. DOA TBM podcast on Anchor FM. You tapped in and you joined the special guest, Brandon Smith, and Dino Spamone. Right. Okay, peace family. We're back once again. Thanks for um waiting. We just had to take a little break right there. Um, so bring it back. We're discussing things. Ah, let me go back. <laughs> yeah, peace fam. We're back with it, man. Once again, um, just had to take a little break. We're back discussing things on how to maximize your potential. We've looked at things from a family aspect. We've looked at things from a relationship aspect to interpersonal aspect. You know, now as we sort of go into the third segment, I sort of want to take it a bit more interpersonal, maybe, you know, sharing some of our own experiences within this because that's one thing. It's like with Brandon, especially when I first came across the Quick Therapy podcast, and I, I always give him credit because, you know, we speak about things that we've experienced too at the same time. It's not just or rhetorical where we're just giving our opinions or stuff that we've studied. We also give a lot of um, personal experience and stuff too within reason. So um, with this being said on this topic, I feel as though, you know, Brandon, even yourself, Dean, you know, we've all got vital information that definitely could be shared and people could benefit from, you know, just exploring this topic. So um, let's take ourselves then. I want to look at, has anybody experienced what experiences not has anybody experienced you know what experiences really stand out in terms of maybe something that you were trying to do business wise or still could be doing and where you felt as though it was either a help or a hindrance or maybe give one or both you know in terms of having family and friends involved me yeah so i mean anybody can go first to be honest and whoever got one then you got some, or you want me to go? Yeah. Um. Well, because because um, Fonzie was talking about business. I've not really got any. I've got examples in other areas of my life, like my career. Yeah, it doesn't need my to be business per se. Yeah. Oh, okay. You know, oh, right. Okay. That's that's fine then. Yeah. So, you know, there's many examples in in the past where um, you know, certain other people have maybe advised me to do something, and I've I've not listened to it. I've not listened to that advice, and it's actually benefited me. You know, um, you know, for example, this um, education, the master's degree in 2010, some people thought mm, exactly was the right thing for me to do because I wanted to have a, that qualification just to stand up from the crowd. And I did it. I achieved great things. I got a merit. And it was one of the best years of, of my life, really, that 2010-11. Um, again, in my career, um, I did a sales role. Um, again, um, certain influences thought it wasn't the right role for me. Um, it wasn't the right career path for me to take. 
and I had to give it some serious consideration. Um, again, I didn't listen to the advice I, I, was, I was given. I took this sales role in and I was there for three and a half years and you know, I made more money in that three and a half years than any other <laughs> time in my life and that was what enabled me to buy my house. So there is, there's times in the past where other people have advised me to do things and they couldn't see what I could see. And because of that, I was able to achieve mad things. And I just think that sometimes in life, you've got to just, you've got to just be mentally, you've got to be really headstrong and just to block out any other influences and just do what you want to do. Because the truth is we all know ourselves better than anyone else knows us, right? No one else in this world knows us better than we know ourselves. We know every thought we have, every emotion we have. And I think because of that, we have to do what we want to do. And I think if more people did that, more people would be happy. And if more people did that, more people would achieve success rather than just going down the route that other people want them to go down. You know, um, uh, that's my opinion anyway. But, um, yeah, I think you just got to be headstrong and do what you want to do in life, you know? So um, that, that's an example of, I guess, you, you kind of gave an example of where it's been a, people have been not like a hindrance in the sense, because if maybe you had listened to them, it could have hindered where you went. Do you have an example of where it's been like a help, and, you know, where maybe you've had um, on the flip side? Um, yeah, well, on, on a, another point as well, um, as you know, I went to a, uh, I went to a grammar school and, um, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't that fun. It wasn't that enjoyable. Um, I, think it was, yeah, I think you had a similar experience. And I always remember in the summer holidays before that, before I started there, I had this kind of dream, this vision in my mind not to go there. Um, but I felt that if I didn't go there, then I would be, other people would be let down by that. But by me doing that to please other people, I, I wasn't really happy there, you know. Um, but to answer your question, you just asked, I have other examples, again, where people have advised me to do things like the house I bought. Okay. Um, I was advised by Uncle Gosmore. He came to view the property with me. And I wasn't sure whether it was the right house for me. But he knows a lot more about property than I do. He's been in that for 20 years. He's bought loads of houses around, around the UK. So I got him to come with me and he said, look, buy this house. He was adamant to me. Look, it's a nice house. It's a nice area. Buy this house. So I listened to him and now I've been in the house for a year and a half. And it's one of the best things I ever did buying this house. So, and there's other examples as well where people have advised me to do things. Um, a job, you know, a certain job opportunity I had um, before. Someone said to me, apply for this role. I think it would be good for you. This is a data analyst role at Collier's uh, in Birmingham City. Yeah, I, remember, so I, had no I remember you working there. Yeah. yeah, I had no commercial real estate experience. And I thought to myself, commercial real estate, I haven't got a clue. I've never done that before. I've never studied before. I haven't got a clue. Someone advised me to apply for this role because um, they thought it might suit me. And I applied for that role, smashed the interview, got the job. And I had a great time there. And it was a really good job for me. It was just a shame that it wasn't a permanent role. Um, so, yeah, that's an example of where someone advised me to do something. I thought I'm not going to be able to achieve anything in that, in that industry. I went there and it was such a great experience for me. And I actually learned so much about real estate in that time as well. Uh, and also as a result of that as well, my actual computer uh, skills improve dramatically because obviously the data analyst role it's all about excel spreadsheets yeah. and you know creating you know, graphs and all that kind of thing so yeah that's an example of where i listened to someone didn't listen to my own mind it was just telling me don't do commercial real estate and it benefited me yeah yeah what about you big money 
Honestly, so I'm going to just start with this. I'm going to say um, society, not even just society, friends, family, whoever. Society has a way of stripping greats of creativity, the passion, everything when we are kids, right? Yep. And I think a lot of times, for instance, for me, like I went to college, I went to college for two years, right? And I was in there, for, I was um, I was a psychology major. And it was like, really, I went to college. I'm not going to say I went to college because of everybody else. Because but I went to college trying to find ways to really impress everybody else, trying to find ways to really make everybody else happy. And so I did two years and I dropped out of it. You know, like I dropped out of it and it was yeah. like, you know, I thought that was what was best for me. I knew that was what was best for me. And so I actually had people actually telling me like, you know, like I'm disappointed in you, you know, like now what are you gonna do? Now you're gonna fall off, now you're gonna do that, now you're gonna do this. And so I think like really coming into that, just really, and it's like, for me, I kind of use it the opposite way that Dean did. I use it as a motivation because you think about it, um, you think about it and it's like, people tell you, you know, you're not gonna, you're not gonna amount to nothing, especially without a degree, you know, and this type of stuff, this type of stuff. But after I got the degree is really when I started to really figure out who I was and really start to um, jump into just the wisdom aspect of things, the understanding aspect of things. and. You know, like uh, a viral tweet came out of that, a podcast came out of that, collaborations came out of that. And so I think about it, and it's like, if I would have just probably stayed in college, you know, and stayed doing what everybody else told me to do, I would not be who I We probably wouldn't be having this conversation right now, bro. I'm not even going to cap with you, because if somebody would have told me two years ago nope. that you would have a podcast, you would be talking to people from, you know, the UK or somebody from Ghana or somebody from Nigeria, I'd be like, bro, you lying. You know, like, it can't be. So it's like, just thinking about that, um, I think for me, it was just more important to do what I thought was best for me. You know, like Dane said, it's important to do what you think is best for you. And it's important because I think it, it is important to have people's opinions. It is important to really hear what somebody else is saying, especially somebody who has more knowledge you want to say in an area, but they're not going to always dictate your final decision. So I think it's really important to really, to, to, to really stand firm in what you believe in, you know, in the long term, because I think people like, like Dean say, you know, only you know yourself best. You know, people around you can know of you. They can see you. They can be around you. You know, 24 hours out of the day, but still not know you. So you know you best. So you just have to do what's best for you at the end. Yeah, no, I think that's a great point, definitely, man. And um, as you said, there's a lot of um offense sometimes from other people who feel that they know you, and and nobody don't know you better than know you than you gonna know yourself, especially if you know yourself properly. Maybe that's a bit of a problem. Some people don't completely know themselves. They just know um, the presentation of their stuff that, that's been put out there. And, and sometimes that involves people pleasing and, and, you know, pleasing others and stuff like that. So, um, I mean, us personally, even myself personally, it's kind of interesting because I'm not somewhere between the two of you guys in a sense where pause, but um, you got, um, I don't have the grammar school, so my experience and, you know, at the same time, I'd have the further education experience, but I didn't have the same artistic experience at the same time, where it's like, similarly to what you said, Brandon, if I'd went, I guess, the complete educational route, I wouldn't have, you know, done all the creative stuff, which would have even led to the music and the podcast and stuff, and, and you know, even just connected where things are at now. So I think that kind of interesting at the same time, because, um, you know, I remember even going to university and being there and doing some of these courses and stuff, and then, I don't know if it's down to their learning style or I'd be like, mm, something just didn't really sit right with me. And um, even similarly with yourself, I guess, you know, some of my educational endeavors in the past may have been 
unconsciously to um, not placate or please others in a sense, but I've, I've always been adamant to know myself. Even from a young child, I was always like, I'm gonna do what I wanna do. Sometimes even at a borderline point of defiance, but at the same time still willing and able to fight for what I want. So, um, and I think that's definitely powerful and important because sometimes as we've all alluded to in this conversation, there's a lot of external noise and a, and a lot of external reach and, and want for validation or, or want for you to go this direction or that direction, you know, so, um, you know, with that being said, I think, you well, know, we, I mean, close add something there. What we have to remember as well is that it, because it's your life, the decisions you make affect you. Other people can make decisions about your life, but that won't affect them. It affects you. And that's the key thing to remember. A lot of people tell you, do this, do that. Well, yeah, if it goes wrong, it doesn't affect them, does it? Their, their life carries on. It's you who's going to have to deal with it. You're going to have to deal with the pain, the stress, the mental problems. Exactly. You know? and, that's and, important to and they, and they, That's why it's really important. That's bang on because they often leave that part out when they're telling you, well, they do this and do that and whatever. You know what? Like you said, nine times out of ten is to please them. Exactly. And I mean, I mean, a lot of people won't admit this, but they, they live vicariously through you. So, for example, they want you to do something because it reflects well on them. You know, if you oh, yeah. do well, if you do well, it makes them look good. I so think that's a lot of people. Ulterior motives. Yeah, that's exactly. Oh, it's a lot of people. They have ulterior motives for you wanting to do things. If you do badly, it makes them look bad or whatever. So it's like they're kind of living, living through you. So it is really important to be headstrong. I, I, what I say is just listen to advice from other people, but ultimately do what's right for you. I think that's the best thing to do. Man, I know that's some sound advice. I think as we wind it down, um, Brandon, is there any last points you want to make? Um, nah, no, nah, I really, I, I agree with uh, what Dean was saying. Usually I do what's best for you at the end. Yeah, he, he summed it up quite nicely, man. And I think um, just as what we've discovered and we've kind of went full circle and definitely brought it back to an even playing field of understanding that it's definitely important to have your family and friends and um but you gotta do what's important and what's best for you and be strong enough to do that as well and know that it doesn't necessarily make you you know it doesn't make you bad for wanting to be different you know or, or doing something different sometimes just that difference could be what's needed for your road or for your journey so um with that being said it's been an absolute blast having you guys out here you know um our first um trifecta I've um, guessed, you know, <laughs> we definitely bought it with the triple threat from the UK to the US. Um, so um, I'm definitely proud to have you guys on there. I want to say peace to Anchor FM for definitely powering us each and every time. They got this thing sounding good on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And of course, you know, we're always on back online representing. So um, with that being said, peace to the family, man. You're tuned in to DOA TV and podcast. Stay up, stay woke. Always look out for you folks. Any last words, family? Mm, no, nah, I ain't got nothing. Just stay focused. Stay on your path. Stay persistent. You know, and everything that you're asking for is gonna come to you. Yeah, yay, Big D. Oh, he muted. He, he on mute. Yeah, he muted out. You gonna have to unmute, Playboy. Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah, we got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my bad, my bad, my bad. Yeah, so basically, just stay on your purpose. After God. Your purpose is the most important thing. Just stay on your purpose, stay on your grind, and keep your eye on the goal. That's real. That's it. Yes, love. So, okay, peace to the family, man. And we out with this one this time. Yeah.